0: Live from the Are We Pretty Studios, we bring to you all the tea from War of the Roses Season 4. Whether you're a fan of war or going to therapy, this is the review for you. Each week, we review each contestant's performance, and we doom and gloom the runways of Bella Duvall's War of the Roses, only at Atomic Rose in Memphis, Tennessee. Insert sound effect.
1: So get ready to get into it.
0: This is
2: the War of the Roses Review. Review.
1: With you. Uh.
0: <laughs> what was that? I can make sounds like frogs. Wait, we did not do it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
1: Wow. Well, speaking uh, thank of you. Speaking of frogs, um, those are in fairy tales, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Look, look he's a little frog. Little frog, and they turn a prince. Was was the Princess and the Frog bestiality? I am First. not allowed
1: to talk about that. Otherwise, I might get sued by Disney.
0: Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well,
1: okay, but, okay, speaking of, hold on, speaking of mutuality. Okay, do you remember that movie, <sighs> the, the one where,
0: like, the human falls in love with the bee? Is it B movie. movie. B movie. So wild. Mama, I love that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why? What do you It's just a little bee. It's just a little bee. I quote that all the time. <laughs> Whenever I see a bug. It's just a little bee. <laughs> then she ends up, what, fucking it? <laughs> like yeah that, that's in the behind the scenes though one of my favorite scenes from that movie is when, <laughs> when she's <laughs> when she's talking to the bee on the on the rooftop and like uh-huh. there's like a, a window cleaning person or something or, like a hotel janitor or something it, it doesn't matter it, their occupation doesn't fucking matter anyway they walk upstairs through the door and they just see this lady conversing with the bee but they can't see the bee so it just looks like she's talking to herself and i'm like this is what i look like talking to you in the crowd because you're so short no one can see you it looks like i'm talking to my fucking self (laughs) i love that movie maybe that's what we should review when we uh take a break from war oh my god movies let's review let's review are we reviewing movies sure let's review b movie guys let us know if you want us to review some movies we'll we'll review iconic movies in our lives yeah what's an iconic movie for you Mine is B-movie. It has to be. Ooh,
1: iconic. Honestly, for me, it's the Scream series. I love Scream. We can do Scream, but
0: I'm I'm very scared. Uh, I, I think, might scream. Ah! Um, Didn't you do a whole Scream thing for your, for your... Yeah, but I've never seen the movie.
1: Are you kidding? That's why you lost. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking of... Winning and losing, let's get into this week's episode of War of the Roses. Now, this is week six? Seven. Well, bitch, that is unbelievable. And actually, that was in the name of this episode, The Unbelievable. And the contestants had to do two performances and a runway. The first performance was Once Upon a Time, where they had to serve like a fairy tale moment and the second performance was I Need a Hero, where they had to bring out their inner hero uh, and defeat their inner saboteur. And then the runway was the best runway ever. Um, like in the lore of war, this is the best runway ever. Uh, avant Garden, How did you feel about this episode being there?
0: I feel like this episode, the stakes are higher than ever. I mean, we're going from four to the final three. So it's very important that these contestants showcase their absolute best and they make minimal mistakes because on top of it going into the final, this is also not the moment to fuck up because we are truly pulling hairs at this point to determine who's in the three. And it's honestly, this episode is one that is anyone's game. Like this shit is truly anyone's game and as we get into it you'll you'll see how it all boils down um yeah it's very interesting now I want to know before we get into it now you know you know that this episode just was not really the vibe for me that's what I heard out of okay so I'll just tell everyone the tea right now out of all the out of all the the final episodes before the finale I think this one might have been the worst
1: oh geez out of any seasons why but I just feel it? like
0: I feel like um, when it comes to like going into the final, you really want you really want to hit the nail on the head with these challenges. And to me, maybe maybe the briefs were too broad because some of these some mm, of these yeah, yeah performances yeah. were a little too widely cast. Sometimes you got to fish in the right spot. These bitches were fishing in the in the puddle down the road. They should have been at the river.
1: Yeah, you know what? I actually agree with the I with uh with that idea and actually let's just go ahead and get into it so
0: yeah here's the thing y'all just because it's a bad episode does not mean this is about to be bad this is about to be real good this is one of them good episodes okay Okay. jump into the first the first performance (laughs) okay so again this is uh
1: once upon a time oh wait do we uh do you have an idea for what we should uh do for our demon blooms for the once upon a time
0: Ooh, um let's let's do oh god There's just so many in my mind right now. Let me just really dig deep in this and scroll up to what you sent earlier. Um, you said, did they did they tell the tale or did they close the book? I love that. That's okay. so good to me. We're,
1: actually, that is fine. Okay, so telling the tale means that they did what needed to be done and it was good. Uh, they closed the book, meaning uh, we're not telling the story anymore. It's got to go. Yeah. Okay. So for once upon a time, we start off. Okay. Now here's the thing real quick. Let's make sure about this. So I, the videos on, the, on YouTube, I think are a little bit out of order. So who was first? Was it Genesis?
0: Yeah, so it went Genesis Mariah, Magical Miss Moppy, Bollies. Got it. Okay, so up first we have Genesis Sinclair Ace.
1: Uh, she slayed all 101 Dalmatians with this number, and she served us a cruel mix with music from the original movie and some other clips, including uh, Get the Party Started by Shirley Bassey. Um, how did you feel about Genesis um, Genesises? How did you feel about her Corella DeVell?
0: Okay, so first of all, let's break down once upon a time before we uh, before we jump into any of these. Okay. Because you know, we were talking on the phone, you and I, and we were discussing yeah. what makes a number once upon a time. Okay. Agreed, agreed. Do you feel that a Disney villain like Corella is a fairy tale?
1: So that is that is going to be my critique um for not just Genesis. There was I think there was one other. You can
0: say everyone. Um,
1: no, I think Moth was the other one where I was like, "Is this is this fairy tale? I don't know." Um, but you know, it wasn't fairy tale. I will
0: agree. It was definitely Disney. Um, I think it was. I don't think it wasn't not fairy tale, but I don't think it was like nail on the head of fairy tale. Sure. This is one of those examples of like really taking a broad reach with the assignment, but I don't think the number was bad. I think Genesis made up for the lack of like directly doing once upon a time by doing a really good number. Cause I thought out of everything, she seemed really solid in the performance. She knew all the words, she looked amazing. Like everything was correct. The problem I had, I just wish she would have made it a little bit more magical. I guess. I don't know how else to explain it. It, to me, it was, it was almost 100%. It was almost. Yes. I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna, I, I, it did tell the tale. Yeah. It told the tale. Yeah. But the did. book was a little worn. <laughs>
1: You know, for me, uh, she told the tale, but uh, I, what happened is I picked up the wrong book. It wasn't a fairy tale, uh, but, <laughs> but, but I kept reading because I was. But fairy- you read it nonetheless. But I read it you
0: nonetheless. You did the homework assignment on it and the teacher, the teacher gave you a passing grade, but she said, make sure you read the assignment next time. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what
1: happened. Uh, yeah. Genesis was really, first of all, this look was incredible. It was amazing. I. She's loved great it. at drag. Yeah, she was wearing a black dress and she had this incredible piece on the side that, uh, I I can't even explain it. You have to go watch the video because she looks so, so amazing. She definitely was Cruella Deville down. And I love that she had the two little Dalmatians on the stage. I wish there would have been a little bit of interaction with the Dalmatians on the stage somehow. Um, But yeah, I, I really liked this. She looked incredible. It was fun to watch. It maybe wasn't exactly fairy tale, but it's fine. I think she-
0: if we're giving it a grade, I'm gonna give it an A. It's an A. She passed the t- she here's the-, the-, the bitch passed the test. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of telling tales, who is next? Nice?
1: Yeah. So next up to the stage we have Mariah Goat Kelly. She put a spell on all of us as she featured her take on the tale of Maleficent. She had a mix that included "I Put a Spell on You" and Jill Scott's "Hate on Me." Um, now here is what I will say. I do think that the tale of Maleficent, to me, this is fairy tale. There's fairies in it, right?
0: Um yeah. I there's think a fairy she, talking about it right now.
1: <laughs> I think she looked incredible. She looked like Maleficent. Like there's no way that you couldn't say that she wasn't doing that. Um, I like the first intro of I put a spell on you. It's not maleficent per se but you know, it gives witch, it gives I'm putting a spell on you, I'm Maleficent, which I love. And then it went into Jill Scott's hate on me. Now here's my thing with this. Uh, Mariah so, has had some issues in the past where she starts, she continues, and she kind of ends on the same note. And for me, that's kind of what happened here with this one. She still looked amazing, and again, she's a phenomenal lip syncer. And I was, I was fine with this. But um, I think she softly told the tale. I wasn't one hundred percent with this one. Uh-huh. <laughs> she whispered <for> the tale. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was, she was whispering at my bedtime. She's yeah. ASMRing the tale. Exactly. Um, but but the tale was mostly told. I thought she looked incredible, and overall, I was entertained with this one. How did
0: you feel? You know first of all i have to give props to mariah for the look because the look was so cool she looked great um i actually think that putting i put a spell on you i didn't really like that number i didn't like that song in the mix um i would have picked a different a different moment doesn't that movie have music in it yeah is there there's probably also like a maleficent musical or something like I know that bitch has got a song somewhere. I just would have put a little put a little bit more emphasis on like Maleficent esque music, yeah, um, or like clips from it, the
1: movie it, or something.
0: Yeah, it was just it was a little too. This is another example of casting the net way too wide. I feel like overall though, Mariah was entertaining. It just it missed it just a little bit for me. However, I will say the second song was fierce. I, I did like how she closed out the number. I thought that was fun. Um, so I'm gonna say she told the tale for me. She was telling the tale. But was I listening? (laughs) The answer. I always listen to Mariah. She's great. Mariah's a great Mariah is a great lip syncer. She's She's great. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of great, let's move on to this
1: next great entertainer. We have magical Miss Mothy. Now, she took us on a night walk as she told the tale of the goddess Nyx, who is the Greek goddess of night. And she performed to It Gets Dark by Sigrid. Sigrid? Sigrid? I don't know. How did you feel about this number?
0: You know, I really enjoyed Mothy's look, first of all. I thought the look was really fun. She looked like she was having a lot of fun up there um and i think that telling the tale of um like a a god based in like realism like this is coming from real life bitch. this is not like oh my phone went off this is not coming from like disney this is coming from like mythology i thought that was a fun twist on once upon a time um i do think that the number might have been just a tad bit um, on the reverted side of things. Like she stepped it up the week before and I feel like she, she stepped, she took a step up the stairs and she said, oh fuck, I forgot my keys. And she started walking back down, which is fine. She you know, so she, yeah, she left the stove on. She had to go back. Um, overall, I'm going to, I'm going to very softly, um, say she told the tale. Like she, she wants to, she was sign language, meant, but it was fine. I live.
1: Um, okay. She wrote the tale down in Braille. <laughs> Which you know what people need it. Um, I don't know how I feel about this one. So if we are going to, okay. knock, if we're going to knock Genesis Sinclair on not doing a fairy tale, to me Greek
0: mythology does not is not fairy tale. Oh, okay, so you're saying Greek mythology is a different... This is what I'm talking about though. Like everyone cast, everyone cast this. this I want to speak to the net. <laughs> let me talk to this net everybody has been throwing around because <laughs> right the, it, you're right you, you are really right if we're gonna knock genesis we have to knock moth because bitch this this was not really like a classic fairy tale this was this was greek mythology mama
1: it was greek mythology now here would have been here's where i would have been okay with it if she would have told us the story of this Greek goddess in some fairy tale format, mm-hmm. I would have been like, work. But this was another moment where Moth performed an A song um, with a theme in mind. But if I would not, if I would have, if like just looking at the video, I would have never guessed that one, it was a Greek goddess, but I don't know much about Greek mythology. And I definitely would have never assumed that it was like a fairy tale number. I wouldn't have. Uh, so for me, I don't think she met the brief of fairy tale, but I was entertained and she looked very cool. Yeah, I would tip um, it. I would, I would tip the doll. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah. So I think she told you know what this is. Um, what's that drink? She, this was a look. I love that drink. This was a Lacroix fairy tale. Like I, I tasted it, and there is like a
0: whisper of this thing. I think it's a fairy tale. It's a, one of those Sonic Red Bull drinks. Yeah. So that, that's what I'm going to get. It me. says it's Red Bull, but I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> so are you, are you telling, did, did she tell the tale or did she close the book? Oh my God, you're going to say she closed the book. You want to say it. I can see it. I Just do. You it. know what?
1: I do. I think she closed the book, but you know what? I might pick it up and read it again. I might, I might try and read it on my own.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, they have eBooks. So maybe you get an eBook. Um, well speaking of ebooks this next diva came out and um did the thing his name is holland and he welcomed all of us to atomic rose with his illuminating performance as beauty and the beast lumiere he performed to be our guest uh from the original animation what did you think of this um of this little baggy lamp thing um, okay, so I thought this was really fun to
1: watch. Um, I love that he dressed like Lumiere. Like, oh, I actually really love the intro of like using utilizing the screen of telling kind of the story of Beauty and the Beast. Uh, I loved his Lumiere costume. I thought it looked fun. He definitely performed this very well i love this song this to me is fairy tale i would say beauty and the beast is a fairy tale thing so i think he met the brief there um overall he told the tale my one thing though is that for me this scene is so iconic because of all of the people all of the guests all of the other things that are there singing along in this song And he's used people in the past, and this would have been a really good time to like bring more people on stage. But you know what? I'm not gonna knock him for that because, you know, getting help from people can be really, really difficult, especially when you live hours and hours away. Um, But I lived for this. He told the tale. I'm saying for the story, Uh, this was good. Yeah, I feel
0: like... I feel like this number, Holland felt like he was being held at gunpoint. He was dancing. This was Lumiere. If Beast was like, if you don't get out there and, and do this, if you don't get out there and dance, I'm gonna rip you in half. That is what this gave. Holland was dancing like this was his last moment to do so. Um, and he did what needed to be done. I thought it was fun. I thought he was having a good time out there. He was high energy. The outfit was really cool. Um, I agree with you though. I do think he needed a uh, more of a production for this number. Um, he did have someone walking around passing around cakes. That was a thing that was happening. Um but it was just one person and it was just it was it was very funny. Juxtap- juxtaposed with Holland moving around like someone was about to murder him with this person just walking around passing around cakes like woo. it was just very funny to me. Um overall though I think he told the tale. Yeah, I think I I think he told the tale. He told the tale. I just hear this okay. We're just gonna. I'm just gonna. Say, I don't. I don't think that this was. A, I don't think that this was great. I don't think that once upon a time. I don't think this was the best one we've seen so far because we've seen this challenge done before, and I think in the previous seasons it was just done a little bit better. Um, Who do you think did best out of these four in this category? Yeah. Out of
1: these four, the tale that I want to see over and over and over again. Hmm, you know what? This is this is kind of difficult because there's something about all of them that I just didn't 100% vibe with. Um, but I think if I were going to watch one, the one that is sticking out in my mind that that is just like, oh, I, mostly for the look is Genesis Sinclair Ace. Um, I thought her look was so, so, so incredible. She also had some moments, like she's a good lip-synker too. Like I think this was a good moment for me to see that because the camera was like really in her face um throughout this number and there were some moments where she had to like do a laugh or something that wasn't necessarily uh like a song it was more spoken word at a a couple moments and i don't know i think for me genesis sinclair ace uh is gonna be the tale that was told
0: yeah like i said earlier i think genesis got an a on this assignment i'm definitely giving the top bloom for this category to Genesis, I think Genesis did what needed to be done. Um, and I, d- I don't think the other three really met her magic. So um, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Wait, now you mentioned you mentioned um, having seen this done in, in the past with War, is there anyone who sticks out to you or like a performance that you can remember or are you a fake fan?
0: You know, I think that uh, flashing back, I remember Kayla, did a really oh, fun Once Upon a God. Time. So good. Um Honey. That was a good one. one. Who who else? I feel like season two had a lot of good ones. What did Honey do for her Once Upon a Time? It's been so long.
1: I don't remember. Yeah, I remember I do remember Kayla. I just remember the look. She did Cinderella uh the with Brandy and Whitney Houston, and that was so good. That was incredible. Honey. Yeah.
0: Well okay. speaking of We cannot cut that out. (laughs) Well, speaking of cutting things out, we are going to cut ourselves out of this first segment. And when we come back, we're going to be discussing the next category of this episode, which is I need a hero. So tune in and we'll be right back. All right, guys, we are back. Welcome back from the break. Annalie, what did you do on break? Um, I
1: ended up uh, removing my nail polish. Um, She closed the
0: book on the nail polish.
1: (laughs) Yep. I did not need this fairy tale to be told
0: anymore. Wow. Well, speaking of fairies, let's uh, let's summon some heroes to defeat these fairies. Um, Who was first? Oh, let's talk about the category first. So, okay. So this, like we said in the last one, the nets were very widely cast, bitch. They were fishing in the great ocean. Um, This next category is I need a hero. It calls to showcase some form of heroism through the art of drag. Um, I think this one might be a little bit broader of a moment. Then fairy tale. I feel like fairy tales is kind of specific. So maybe, just maybe these contestants can pull it together in act two of this night. Um, but we'll see. Now, I have to know is I Need a Hero a clunker for you, or is this a challenge that you really look forward to? Did you have to do this in your season? We had to do a runway. Uh,
1: it was a runway, it was not a performance.
0: Got it. Yeah.
1: And the one the thing I remember the most is Kayla von Dickerson. She came out as like Batwoman and she looked mm. so mm-hmm. fucking good. Yeah, I remember. That was the night where I was like, God damn it, why am I why am I trying to beat this bitch? <laughs> Who do I think I am? Um yeah, so we we did a runway. We did not have a performance, but I love that they got to have the opportunity to turn this into a performance instead of a runway um did y'all have a i need a hero moment or anything like that for your season
0: honestly it's been so long ago i don't remember but i don't think we did i don't think we did i need a hero wow we did con and you could do superheroes um but i did the spice girls so i avoided wearing the spandex and doing that shit um well speaking of spandex uh, this first entertainress, she answered all of the wonders as she paid homage to the Princess of the Amazon. She performed to Wonder Woman, the dance remix by Kitch and Camp. This is Genesis Sinclair Ace. What did you think about Genesis's number?
1: Uh, first of all, another moment. Okay, look, I'm never going to stop talking about how Genesis looks because it's. it's... now. this was great. This is disgusting. She was Wonder Woman. She looked incredible. I loved the the outfit. I thought it looked amazing. Um, I will say my only thing with this one is the mix felt like it felt like it went on a little bit too long. Because I really, time. I like how she started. She started off with some choreo. I believe she was referencing uh, what's what is it? Tandy demont Dupree, I don't know. The bitch that fell
0: from the ceiling. The
1: the bitch that fell from the ceiling. Well, I gotta get her name now. Uh, But I believe she was referencing some of the choreo from there. And it was really, really good though. I thought this overall was really strong. It was a little bit too long. And oh, we didn't come up with a thing.
0: so let's do. Did they save my life or cause me strife? Right. Okay. I remember. I remember right. All right.
1: Um, Genesis definitely saved my fucking life. This was this was fun to watch. Um, but it did go on a little bit too long.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think out of all of, I'll say it right now. Out of all the numbers, Genesis really popped off compared to everyone else. This was yeah. great. Um, this was a redemption for the whole night for me, this number right here. Um, I had a great time watching this. I thought Genesis looked sexy. She looked powerful. She looked strong. She had choreography. She had all the lip sync down. She did a split. She twirled around. She like twerked on the ground a little bit. It was hot. It was good. It was fun. I loved it. I thought it was fierce. She looks like she could kick anyone's ass. Yeah. And I'm to drag that bitch aside. The name was Tandy Iman Dupree. Okay, I think I was yep, right. Shout out to Tandy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that this uh, saved my life. This reinvented my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking about reinventing the wheel, let's see what Mariah DeGo Kelly did. Uh, she brought us a forecast that said a storm was brewing. as She performed to the Weather Girls. It's raining men. And she served a storm from X Men: Realness. And boy, did she summon the rain. Um, how did you feel about Mariah's storm, it's raining men moment?
0: So I love the idea that you're causing it to like rain men. That's yeah. fun. That's, that's, it. that's putting a gay twist on a Superman superhero, uh, on a uh, I don't you know what's the gay oh, twist eh? Oh, oh, you wanted a twist. Um, yeah, this, this gave me what it needed to give my issue with this mm-hmm. number. Let's, let's take a, a hurricane back. Let's, let's take, let's glimpse into the eye of the storm and go back to when Mariah did the grandpa number or the grandma number with all the grandpas and the grandmas, all the old people, the the old folks home. There was just no, um, there was, there was no story once those people came out and nothing happened and it lost all its magic. And to me, this was that, but with naked men instead of old people. So it just didn't give anything else. Like it started off so strong and it could have been such a moment. Imagine if she would have summoned these men, she made it rain men and then they did choreography. Yeah. Like I'm thinking like in my mind, I would have did that shit and then cut it, cut the thing and and like change the mix up and did like Umbrella. Oh, yeah. Like that would have been fierce. Um, I just think she missed the mark a little bit. I'm gonna say, I think, here's the thing. I still think that the number was entertaining because I mean, bringing sexy guys on the stage, I can't be mad at that. But I do think it could have could have been a lot more. So I'm gonna say she attempted to save my life, but I still was wounded.
1: I got Miguel, I got my Um, I like this one a lot. I thought she looked incredible. She gave me Storm um i loved the song with with the look storm i thought that was really really fun it was campy it was fun um i do agree with you though this was another moment where um mariah was not utilizing the extras that she had on stage um, and it didn't like I agree, it would have been so fierce if there would have been like an eight count of choreo. But even if they they would have just like surrounded her or like gone
0: around her like it's like a tornado or like something. a storm. Like a storm. Like if if there would have just You could have been, been moving her hands to just like making them move, just making them walk. But they exactly. didn't have any of that.
1: Exactly. There was none of that. But uh I do I so that's that's the part I agree with. Um, but I, I was entertained. I thought she looked good. I really liked the idea here. Um it was missed a little bit with the with the extras, but it was also very sexy to have all those people on stage. Um, so yeah, she saved my life. And also shout out to fucking Julia. She bitch honestly when Julia came out and started dancing, I could not stop watching her.
0: Yeah, she loves to she loves to make an appearance. We need to make a like a drinking game where every time we talk about Julia on the pod, we take a shot. Bitch, they would die
1: <laughs> actually you know what for those of you who are listening right now go ahead and
0: start all all the way over from, from the start of the first episode and take a shot every time we say julia every like bitch you will be off your ass right i'll um, give you help no, julia 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 go ahead <laughs> Speaking of Julia,
1: let's move on to this (laughs) next performer, Magical Miss Mothy. Now, she continued the X-Men theme and she served us the iconic telekinetic beauty, Jean Grey. Moth performed to Jean Grey by, I might get this wrong, uh, Tunde Alana Ran. Sure. Sure. Well, in any case, um, okay, here's my thoughts on this. I really liked the idea here because she was playing this telekinetic person and she had she also brought people on stage and there were moments where she was like mind controlling them and I thought that was cool. My issue with this was the backup dancers actually. There were a lot of times from what I saw where they were like giggling, they weren't really invested in the kind of the characterization of whoever they were playing with Jean Grey. It kind of looked like, it just looked like they were having fun and it was giggly and whatever. And I really wanted a little bit more performance, specifically from the backup dancers that Magical Mismadi had. But aside from them, I thought Moth did really great. She looked like the character um, and she seemed to be having fun. Also, this was, this was like a rap song and it was really, really fun to see Moth do this type of song because I haven't really, I don't think I've ever seen Moth do a song like this before. So that part itself was really fun and it looked like she was having fun and I liked that she had the moments of like mind controlling the people um, but I would knock off points for the people themselves because they, they, I don't know, they were just like giggling and didn't seem to be taking it really serious. But overall I think she saved my life.
0: I i think here's my thing. I think Moth did a really good job. I do think that the backup dancers hindered her performance quite a bit. I feel like honestly, Jean Gray is supposed to be like super powerful, but if your backup dancers aren't making it look like she you have a lot of power, like that's all in them. When you hold your hand out and you're trying to make it look like you're doing shit, they have to react. And there wasn't a lot of um, there wasn't a lot of acting. Huh, huh, I'm acting. Where was that? Like I I need some. I need some like Shakespeare, Broadway acting moments, <laughs> um, and this just—it didn't really go all the way for me. I think Moth did really good though. Yeah. Um, maybe this would have been a moment for Moth to do it by herself and just do like a mix, um, because it did rely a lot on the backup dancers, and they just didn't serve what needed to be served. I'm gonna say Moth saved my life, but her sidekicks killed me. <laughs> she told them to save me, and they let me die.
1: Um, Let's see, last up to the stage, we have Holland. Now he took us to the world of Metropolis and performed as Superman to Holding Out for a Hero by Bonnie Tyler. Uh, This one, why don't you go? How did you feel about Holland's Superman moment?
0: For me, this was a miss. This was a miss for me. Let me explain why he opened it with a very touchy, feely monologue moment. And he really tried to I think he tried to dedicate the number um, to a really real situation in a really real place. He, He rooted the number in the very beginning to that. And then he went into a high energy dance number and it just the connection was completely lost for me. Like I didn't I didn't I think it connected together and I did not want to connect it together. It just didn't feel like it was, it was correctly put together. This should have been two separate numbers. Um, I would have went, if I was going to do the touchy feely moment, I would have went into a ballad and really made it a serious emotional moment. Cause it just didn't give that. Um, it just, it felt really, really off, off the mark for me. Um, I'm going to say that uh he left me for dead. <laughs> I forgot what the I forgot what the uh you know what, that's I, what it's I gonna forgot be. what it was but that's yeah I I feel like this was very much a miss um which is weird cuz I feel like normally Holland at the very least gets the mix is correct um but this to me this this mix just did not do it for me um so I am going to say he caused me some strife he he definitely caused me some strife uh, what did you think?
1: Yeah, so I have... I I, I agree with you. So I'm going to talk about the intro as a separate piece. I'm going to talk about the performance as a separate piece, but then I'll give my overall.
0: Yeah, so, you go ahead and explain to the people yeah. because I just did not feel like getting into it. Go ahead. No. Uh,
1: okay, so for the intro, um, Holland had um, these news segments that talked about the shooting in Uvalde, um, also talking about um just some other things that are some other things that have happened that are that are very real and really really unfortunate situations in America um and then it went out went into holding out for a hero i get what he was trying to do so like there are these things that are happening and we need someone, like how amazing would it be if we had this hero to come and save us all from this terrible thing? But I think you're right, it would have been smarter if he wanted to go that route with that intro to have done a ballad or to have, I don't know, somehow continue the story about like, God, shit fucking sucks, we need need something, like something needs to happen. But he instead, did like completely got rid of that whole situation and all of a sudden took his clothes off. He was Superman. He was dancing around to holding out for a hero. And now in that part, I did like what he was doing. It felt very Superman. I think he looked really cool. He was doing some like Superman moves and all that stuff. Uh, he, at some point he was on the stage and he did like the Superman pose, like he was flying on stage. And so there were elements about it that I really liked, but overall, I'm gonna agree with you. It caused me a little bit of strife because I really didn't know how to feel at the end of it because we have all this real bullshit that's happening and now we're pairing it with, we're at a drag show, yay. Um so yeah I, I I hear that tension that's there and so yeah I think it caused me a little bit of strife.
0: Yeah, I agree. It was definitely a strifeful number. Um so what did you think overall about this category who really saved you from from uh, Bella? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and give this one to Genesis Sinclair Ace again. I think uh, she really hit the nail on the head with this one. She looked really incredible. Um, I don't really have anything negative to say other than that the mix was too long, but whatever. I could literally watch Genesis for hours and totally be fine with it. So yeah, I'm gonna give it to Genesis. How about
0: you? I agree. I think Genesis did the best out of all four once again yeah this i don't know these two performance categories girl i'm just a little i'm a little over it i'm not gonna lie it just didn't give what it needed to give it didn't it didn't get what it needed to give. but it's okay you know sometimes it, every episode can't be amazing we've had i will say out of all the episodes we've had six really good ones in a row i mean all the episodes were good so um it's okay that this one just didn't meet up to the other ones that's fine that's fine Plus, these challenges are hard. These are these are pretty specific things we're asking them to do. So, I mean, I can't be too mad No. And no one here's the thing. No one was terrible. Right. I will say that no one out of all eight numbers that we've talked about, no one was horrible. And trust me when I say in the history of war, some numbers have been horrible. So um, I am proud of everyone. Congrats.
1: Shout out to my finale number where I was supposed to do
0: (laughs) (laughs) category is high fashion sportswear. She gave gave no fashion
1: nowhere. Um, (laughs) Well, let's go ahead and take a break. And when we come back, we will be talking about the iconic runway of avant-garde a staple in the War of the Roses runway. Uh, We'll be back.
0: We all like a little bit of honey. And thankfully, Honey Buns Boutique is here to leave you dripping in bold bling for bold bitches. Based
1: in Fayetteville, Arkansas, Honey Buns Boutique is a queer owned business that makes
0: jewelry and bling for drag artists and other fabulous people. Brooklyn Bessette designs custom earrings, jewelry sets, and even bow ties, which can all be worn by every guy, gal, and a non-binary pal.
1: So if you're looking for something a little sweet to accessorize your fashion, contact Brooklyn and make sure to follow Honey Buns Boutique on Facebook. That's H-U-N-N-Y B-U-N-Z Boutique. Links can be found in the description of this episode
0: if you're anything like us you probably like to get a little stoned and bling by foxy is here to help you get your fix bling by foxy specializes in crystal customizations and luxury upcycling
1: whether it's chanel shoes a gown or even your favorite clutch bling by
0: foxy is here to give your fashion choices all of the sparkle they need so if you need to commission someone to embellish your fashion with bling and sparkle contact foxy scamazon you can contact
1: foxy on her instagram at the foxy scamazon that's t-h-e-e foxy scamazon or you can find her on instagram at bling by foxy links can be found in the description of this episode
0: hi (laughs) i was trying i was trying to do jennifer coolidge (laughs) saying hi i can't even do it now i'm laughing too hard hold on (laughs) wait i can do it hi
1: you sound like Winona Ryder in Stranger Things.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> well, are you in the wall? Will. Well,
1: well, oh speaking of Will's in the wall, um, that has nothing to do with the runway that we are going to be talking about for this episode of War of the Roses, uh, where they did avant garde. Now, before we get into it, how do you feel about this runway and name your top avant garde moment? Because I've got mine right now.
0: Ever? Ever. I've got it. Um, okay. So Off Garden, for the people that don't know, it is like high fashion garden couture. We want to see you as a flower. We want to see you as a plant, as a creature of the garden. Yes. Um, you need to look high fashion. You need to look expensive. You need to look cool. You need to look referential. You need to look new. It, it needs to be a moment. This yes. runway, I would argue, is the most unique runway out of all of them. Yeah, because it is so specific to War of the Roses. This is this is the the runway that I think of with War now. Yeah, this is the one. So this is not the one to fuck up. Um, and everyone knows that the stakes are so high on Avant Garden. This is the one that is harshly judged. Um, and we'll get into all of our thoughts. Uh, my favorite runway for Avant Garden ever has to be Jalea. Once yeah. again, we're mentioning her, uh, Jalea. I mean, my God, my God. It was so My good. Fucking God. I remember watching uh watching
1: this when it came out and I I didn't even know how to react. Um, I was supposed to get dolls to react. It was so, so amazing. But l- enough about Julia Jolie Times. Uh let's get into these uh four people. Now, did you have high expectations coming into this? Was there anyone you were really excited to see? Tell us your thoughts uh going into the runway before anyone came out
0: honestly i feel like all four of these contestants have had really really good runways i mean this yeah. season i think has been the runway season we've had a lot of really good looks I agree. um so i'm holding all of them to a high standard i mean genesis has served us look after look after look mariah is really good on the runway her her looks are always really fun uh moth is so creative and so referential to her style of drag it's very fierce and very fun and then holland is a complete new style of drag that we've never seen in the competition there's me in my new wig um jump scare moment jesus christ that was fucking scary um but yeah holland has been so like fresh his looks are really cool and it's something we haven't seen at war yet so i was excited for all four of them and we'll get into exactly what we think about this runway because we'll just see (laughs) we'll see hit play righty
1: let's do it So first up to the (laughs) atomic stage for avant-garde, and we have Genesis Sinclair Ace, and she is wearing this really really cool dress. It's all black. She's got this a shoulder piece that covers the back part of her, her back. It covers the part part of her. Uh, her the front part of her shoulders and then right in the center we have this beautiful bouquet of all of these different colored flowers she's got this really beautiful updo that's got flowers in it as well um i give this a bloom i think this looks really cool i will say i think it's a little bit too much black for me um, but overall, I think she meant the brief. It's avant-garde, it's couture, it's fashion, it's flower. She looks incredible as always. So I'm going to give this a bloom. How do you feel?
0: I'm also going to give it a bloom to me. Uh, this the bo- First of all, in person, the bottom of the skirt, like the skirt piece itself is very cool. It, it gives me flowers. Um, oh, oh, I see it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think to be more effective, this look overall, this is my criticism of it. And maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm not. I would have maybe taken all the flowers that were on her body and made them all black as well, so that it Ooh. it made it look like she was referencing flowers more on the skirt, because had it all been one color, it would have given flowers all over. And instead, it just gives flowers on the chest. Um, I don't really think it was enough, enough flowers to give Avant Garden. Like this was a taste of Avant Garden to me. And it was still really clean and really cool. Um, I just think it was a little safe overall. It was safe. Still beautiful though. I mean, she looks gorgeous. Well, next up to
1: the stage, we have Mariah de Goat Kelly, who is serving us the epitome of an atomic rose. So she has this shiny, I guess is it sequin? I don't know, but it's a, it's, a, it's a really nice green jumpsuit, jumped suit that has a really nice sheen to it. I like the way that this looks. Um, and then on her head, she's got this beautiful big red rose. And on the neck, she's got these red petals like, coming from the neck. I think this look is really, really cool. I will say the back looks a little crafty um but i don't know i thought this was really effective she looks really good she looks like a fucking flower she looks beautiful
0: um yeah
1: it's it's a bloom for me
0: i also think this is a bloom i think my issue with the look i feel like the headpiece and the neck piece look both look like the heads of flowers and it kind of looks like she just threw both of them on isn't that'll work um, I wish that the little petals that were coming off the neck were green because then it would have given the leaf. Because um, uh-huh. it looks like two flower heads put together. And I, I don't really vibe with that. It kind of feels like this was more of a, like the headpiece doesn't go with the outfit. There are also uh-huh. two different reds. Like if you go back a little bit, you can see it was a lot more evident in person. Wow. Well, you, um. A glove.
1: Oh, you know what? Oh, you know what? I do think she needs a glove for this look. Sometimes for me, uh gloves or something on the hand just or even like a something on the on the on the on the, uh, the wrist would have been nice. Cause I don't always love to read that this is a I'm wearing something. Like I, I don't know. I, I think something here on her hand would have would have looked good though. But I'm still giving this a bloom. I think she looks great.
0: Oh yeah, it's a bloom. You can't deny it. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah, look at you. What are you saying to Kayla? Do you remember?
0: Girl, we're talking shit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, <laughs> <she's>... <laughs>
0: well, next... and I said what I said,
1: <laughs> right? Next up to the stage, we have magical Ms. Madi, who is coming out in this kind of it looks white. Do you know what? Do you remember what color it was? Was it white or is it pink? Oh, it's like a pinky white, pinky white. Okay, so like a pinky white lace kind of uh, dress type of moment. She's got this big um, bouquet on her head. She's walking around with a flower in her hand and she's drinking Arizona iced tea. Now, do you know what she's referencing here? Like what 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 is this tea about?
0: What's the tea? Mama, I don't know the tea. I've never tried the tea. I've never had the tea. I don't know what the reference was. Um, I do know she's more like more than avant-garde and she's referencing Lana Del Rey being back in Memphis. Um, <laughs> she looks like a lamplighter Lana. Lana. Yeah, you know what, she kind of does.
1: Um, I am going to give this one a soft bloom. I there's just something here about this one for me that is, it's missing something magical about what I, when I think of avant-garde, there's just something magical that's missing for me, for Miss Moth, but I still think she looks cool. I like the, the floral piece that she has on her head. I, maybe that's what it is. If she removed the headpiece, you've taken away the garden aspect of this.
0: To me, this is not avant-garde. Okay, work. This is not avant garden to me. This is this is garden party. This is tea party. party. This is partying in a garden. This is not avant garden. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm gonna to have to do that. But I think that moth had fun on the runway. She looked cool for what it was. It just did it wasn't the assignment. Like the look isn't bad. It just doesn't hit the brief.
1: Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. I want to know what the tea thing is. Maybe, 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 maybe I'll ask her. I want to know what the tea's about.
0: Yeah, ask her what's the tea. What's the tea?
1: Well, speaking of tea, let's move on to the next tea bag. We've got Holland, who was serving us. Like, is this like a another? Is this like another reference to the Queen of Hearts? I'm not sure what this is, but he's definitely got a lot of flowers everywhere. He's got two things that he's holding in his hand. One is a one is in the shape of a heart and it's got cards everywhere. The other one is more like a scepter with roses. And then he's got a red vest on with like big flowers protruding. And then he's got something on his head that is also reading floral. I will say, I think this is a little too much. I would have honestly gotten rid of the heart and just walked around with the scepter. I think there's it's, too much There's too much to look at here.
0: It's too much in the wrong direction. Mm, mm-hmm. I get the reference. I, I feel like, well, I hope I get the reference because the reference I'm getting is straight from Alice in Wonderland. He's painting yeah. the roses red. Same, same. same which same. is fierce, but he's also got them spray painted black. So it is a little confusing. In the movie, they, they spray them black and red, right? Like back and forth, back and forth. I don't remember. I don't know either. It's been a long time since I've seen it. My point is, I think that this isn't really avant-garde. Avant-garde is all about, like this is a fashion runway more than anything else. This is supposed to be high fashion, garden, creature, make a moment, make it work, make it happen, Mimi. And to me, this is, a little too costumey. This is costume.
1: I see what you're saying. This is yeah, costume. Y- You know, I would I would have taken the this the heart thing away and maybe spent a little bit more time on the, the garment. Yep. The garment.
0: Because when he turns around backwards, the garment is not giving.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I, I still see the moment. It's still very floral. It's giving garden. It's giving avant. Um mm-hmm. Yeah. Got my, it's a... got my avant garden
0: up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. So I'm gonna yeah. give this one a soft bloom though. Because, but but there is something about here that uh it just it's not giving me the statement that I want in, in this runway.
0: I think I'm gonna give it a... um I'm gonna give it a uh I'm gonna give it a noom. Ooh. A neutral doom or bloom. A it's, no- it's a noom. Well shit. Uh who hit this
1: runway the best for you it sounds like maybe there's a little bit of underwhelming with this runway which is so unfortunate because girl with the episode
0: right right the whole episode was kind of underwhelming for you i see it now when i I just have a lot of my thing is and i'm really not trying to be hateful to any of the contestants or or be harsh or critical i'm just being honest i'm just being honest and to me this was a little bit underwhelming because, bitch, this is the top motherfucking four. Yeah. Like, this is not the moment to be lackluster. And not that they were terrible. It just, no one, like... I feel like every episode, there's always someone that just, like, fucking... really Who really
1: hits the briefs.
0: Who nukes the building with drag. And Genesis, Genesis tickled my fancy. Right. But I didn't cry from laughing, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't... No one killed me, so... I don't know. I think overall this was a little bit of um. it was just an okay runway. It was okay. I had yeah. fun. I, I enjoyed watching it. It was fun to watch in person. Um, it just wasn't up to what it has been in the past. I'll say that. As someone who has watched every season of War, I mean, you know, you've also watched every season of War. Like there's a thing called a reference. So you can go back and you can watch all of the videos. They're literally all up. Yeah if i like i look at my things that i've done in war and i fucking cringe because now i the the fucking level that it's been brought to is like so much more than what it was when i started it and i just think of like all the stuff i would do now differently yeah i just want to see everyone push themselves so that when i look back on this shit in 5 seasons when people are coming out in 10,000 dollar gowns and shit they're not mm-hmm. going to be like oh god i shouldn't have did that you know what i mean right like step it up Come on.
1: You know what? We are, uh, we're going to, well, we have uh, a guest that we need to talk to, but then we're going to take a break. And while we're on the break, I'm going to go watch my seasons of Gardening because I want to watch it again. Um, but who are we talking to this week?
0: <laughs> so we are going to be going to break. And when we come back, we are going to be talking about the results of the episode. But before we go on break, we are going to welcome one of the most fabulous entertainers in all of the land. Y'all make some noise because this is Spill It, Bitch, with Bella Duvall. That's tea, actually. Have you ever had to override the consensus of the judging panel? Tell us the scandals. We bleep names and details. Now, you are like the RuPaul, so what's the tea here?
2: Now, for me, like, I always say that line, you know, like, I've consulted with the judges, but the final decision is mine to make. That being said... I have always thought that the the weight of this decision is way bigger than something I would ever want to shoulder alone. So I I'm so happy that now like my judges panel does consist of of people who have been through it and have done it and know so that I can defer to be like no if this is what they all think I'm totally right I'm 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 dead on they they agree with me. Uh, the only time that I have ever had to override the judges there was a particular if you're gonna bleep it i'll just say it there was a a particular lip sync between that was so underwhelming that the majority of the panel said i should eliminate them both but and it would have completely fucked the numbers for the rest of the competition i was like no i'm not gonna do that i i did agree that it was a little underwhelming but you know uh we, we, could, we couldn't just cut her because of that. So that's the only time I've ever said, no, 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 hang on, y'all are being too bloodthirsty.
0: Ooh, that tea is piping hot, bitch. She just spilled it. Y'all are gonna be mad at that bleep, bitch. Y'all are gonna yeah. be <laughs> mad at that. <laughs> that's tea, actually.
1: Fuck Miami, have you heard about Profanity Cosmetics?
0: No bitch, I haven't. What's Profanity Cosmetics?
1: Well, Profanity Cosmetics is a queer owned and operated cosmetics company based out of Vermont. They have eyeshadows, lip gloss, and some of the fucking sickest glitter I have ever seen. You've got to be shitting me. I'm not. But the owner, Lucy Fur Matrix, even donates a portion of all proceeds to queer based charities such as the Marsha P. Johnson Institute, the Ali Forney Center and Rainbow Railroad. No fucking way. So how can I find these bitch? Well, you can find Lucy on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Lucy Fur Matrix. You can also find their products on Facebook, Twitter and even TikTok at I Love Profanity. You can also check out their Instagram at profanity.cosmetics.
0: All those links can be found in the description of this episode. Make sure to check out Profanity Cosmetics. Cosmetics you can swear by. Okay. Um, Welcome back from the break. <laughs> Let's get into this um displacement moments. Yeah. So, the episode uh, the episode is over. All this shit's been done. And the judges have determined that... Oh, before I even jump into this, bitch, this is the top four. I've been saying it this whole episode. If you are not in the top, you are in the bottom. So there is no room for... This is what I'm saying. Bitch, there's no room for mistakes. Um, with that being said, it is determined that Genesis and Holland are the top two. And Moth and Mariah are the bottom two. Um, what did you think about this?
1: Um, I thought the placements, I I saw it. I get it. Um, it's really hard. This is the play, this is a, a time because there's four now where like if you're just not hitting it, you're not gonna be at the top. And it's not necessarily because you're bad. It's just because someone else did a little bit better. Um and I, I definitely got I I agree with this with these placements. It sucks, but I agree with it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think Genesis was the absolute correct choice to win it um which she did she won um (laughs) holland was determined safe and moth and mariah had to lip sync now this week the lip sync song was heartbreak by kim petrus um let's talk about this lip sync so i want to know how did you think about this shit so when it
1: started i thought moth looked really cute I really liked the dress that she had on. I liked the balloons that were there. I thought Mariah looked cute. Um, she had she took off the the neck piece and that and the head piece, and she was wearing, I believe it was just like a was it a green wig or a red wig? Mm-hmm. Well, she was wearing this cute little wig, and I thought it started off really fine, but that moth was really, really wild. She she was kind of being a little frantic. And at some points I was kind of worried for both of them because I thought someone was gonna fall. Um, but I like what Moth was trying to do. She had balloons and she was popping them. Um, Mariah was doing just like a clean lip sync. She knew the words. She, she looked good. Um, I didn't, I honestly don't know right now how to feel about the lip sync. Um, it, it was fine.
0: To me, this lip sync did not give. Um, I'm going to be honest. I was very worried for both of them because at the end of it, I didn't know who won. Yeah, same. If I'm being honest, it just it was not the moment. And um, that's okay. Not every lip sync is going to be good. Not every episode is going to be 10 out of 10. That's fine. Um, I still love both of them. I have a lot of respect for both of these entertainers. In this moment, it just did not give what it needed to give, and that is fine. Um, with that being said, Moth ended up getting to stay, and Mariah was eliminated, um, and she had to hit the house. Do you agree with this? Hmm.
1: I mean, sure. I think I could have seen either of them heading home, so I it would have I would have agreed with it. I guess either way, it really sucks though because I really love both of them, and I have. I don't know Mariah personally, and I've only gotten to, you know, know them through watching what I do on YouTube. But I've really, really come to really like everything that Mariah has done. And it's hard to say goodbye to her. Um, So it sucks. But also, it would have been hard to say goodbye to any of these people, honestly. Um, But shout out to Mariah. I think she had such, such a good run. Uh, She was high. She uh one another episode she was in the bottom here and there but when she was in the bottom she turned it out in the lip sync and so i think she should be proud of her run on war and i'm so glad that people get to see mariah i know she's only going to go up and she's got things in the woodworks um and i'm so excited to see what she does
0: yeah and surviving 3 lip syncs in the bottom and winning them is not something that is easily done um I said it since the beginning I would be scared to lip sync against Mariah and still holds true um we love you Mariah you are sickening and we can't wait to see what you do next well that's the end of the episode what did you think
1: Mm. um you know now that I've reviewed it in this setting I I'm fine with it it was it was a fun episode um I liked the briefs Some of them didn't hit it the way that it could have been hit, but I was still entertained overall. Uh, It was definitely a dramatic episode. I know that there was some drama that happened outside of the episode as well. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But, you know, it is war. Uh, What are they doing in this? Oh my God, I can't believe we're at the finale. It's wild. It's wild. It's crazy. And actually, by the time this episode drops, the finale would have already happened. And um, we will already have a winner crowned. But uh, what, what is happening uh, for this last episode?
0: It all comes down to this. Bella DuBall invites you to the grand finale of Hashtag War of the Roses season four. This Friday, August 5th at 10 p.m. Eight weeks of competition culminate as the top three showdown to the crown. The Roses present their final three performances and a show-stopping runway to determine who is truly the brightest rose in the garden.
1: Do you know what the performances are? Nope. Well, we're all going to find out later. So, uh, great. Well, <laughs> bye. <laughs> Hi.
0: Wait, hey, Lee, do you, you, you have anything you want to say? Here.
1: Actually, yes. Did you know that you can help keep the pod running by becoming a monthly supporter? All you have to do is find our podcast on Anchor and click the support button. You can choose
0: to give us a monthly donation of 99 cents, 4.99, or 9.99.
1: You know, after all, this is a drag show, and we do love our tips. Any and all donations are very much appreciated, and it'll help us stay pretty.
0: Not only will you be helping us to provide better content, but you can also get a shout-out on the podcast.
1: Speaking of shout-outs, this week we would like to highlight our pretty supporters. Thank you to Janice, Vicky, Alex, Russ, Matthew, Scott, Chloe, and Juan.
0: If you're feeling extra pretty, make sure to check out our merch. Link is in the bio of this episode.
1: And if you're feeling pretty on a budget, you can also
0: rate the pod on Spotify and Apple Podcasts for free. Remember, if you have questions you'd like us to answer, advice you'd like us to give, or complaints you'd like us to read for Phil, send them to the email at the end of the pod. We love you guys so much. Don't be homophobic and have a great day. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Are We Pretty with Annalie and Miami. If you'd like to send in Q&A questions or to contact us, send us an email at areweprettypodcast at gmail.com.
1: You can follow Miami on Instagram
0: at, whoa, it's Miami. And you can follow Annalie on Instagram at Annalie Dreams.
1: The music featured in the intro and outro is produced by Evans Beats.
0: Thank you for listening and we'll see you soon. Stay Stay pretty. pretty. And buy our merch, bitch. Bye.
2: Yeah. Bye. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye.
2: See you later.